welcome my faithful and loyal readers and listeners. Welcome to our daily devotional for June the 14th. So as you will recall, our daily devotional is divided into two different segments. We have our verse of the day segment and we have our through the <coughs> Bible in one year segment. So our verse for June the 14th comes from 1 Chronicles 16.34 which says give thanks to the Lord for he is good as love endures forever. So this verse <coughs> is the is part of the end of David's great song of thanksgiving. It is a rich reminder of God's covenant promises that you find in First Chronicles chapter sixteen. So what David does is David calls the chosen people of God to seek the Lord and to remember the covenant God made with them through the patriarchs. So that's what we see in verses 8 through 18. I'm not going to read that for you, but I encourage you to go and read it yourself. <clears throat> so even when they were few in number and strangers, the Lord was with them and protected them, which is what we see in verses 19 through 22. So then the next section of this song calls the people of God to extol the Lord and declare his glory. That would be verses 23 through 34. So the, then the sovereign majesty of the Lord is incomparable and worthy of joyful and reverent worship. Finally, David exhorts God's people to call on their God to save them and deliver them so that he might be glorified even more through their thanksgiving, which is what we see in verses 35 through 36. <clears throat> so the remembrance of God's covenant faithfulness was important for the Chronicles' original audience, original readers, for a small and disenfranchised community who had barely recovered from the ravages of the Babylonian exile, because that was that's when the two books of Chronicles were written, were in, was in the periods, the period immediately after the Babylonian exile. If God kept his covenant promises in the past, he would surely do so in the present. These promises are great reminders to us today as we live as strangers and pilgrims on this earth that God who is faithful to his covenant will be faithful to us in Jesus Christ. He will finally deliver us from evil bring us into our heavenly inheritance to the praise of his glory. And, our, and the Bible readings that go with June the 14th are 1 Kings 12 verses, verse 20 through chapter 13 verse 34 <clears throat> and 
14th. So that would be day 163 if you are keeping track of those. Again, if you have missed any of these segments, you can get caught back up with them by visiting UpstateChristian.com. Again, that's UpstateChristian.com. So our focus for today, for June the 14th, will be John chapter 15, verses 9 through 17. So, today, the passage that we're looking at for this day is a continuation <coughs> of Jesus' call for those who follow him to remain attached to him. He has switched analogies from vines, gardeners, branches, and fruit to using the analogy of loving someone. So what Jesus is saying in this short passage is that in order for you to bear fruit, you must remain in his love. You must remain in his love. So let's look at this passage. So we're going to through it, discuss it, and then see what we can figure out what comes out of it. So starting in verse 9, going through verse 17. So as the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my command, you will remain in my love. Just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in His love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants, because a servant does not know his master's business. <clears throat> Instead, I have called you friends for everything that I learned from my father. I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is my command. Love each other. So you see, love unites a disciple to Christ. It's a branch is united to the vine. Bearing fruit is not just a possibility. If a disciple remains in Christ, it is a certainty. You see, Jesus' followers are encouraged to remain in his love. Remain <coughs> in his love because he loves them just as the Father loves him. So Abraham a means of remaining in his love is to obey the Father's commands. So Jesus defined love as obedience, not an emotional feeling. So, so our joy as believers is not the result of an easy life, but of a life wholly devoted to Christ. So you see verses 12 through 17, which is 
see the standard for love is Christ love. His love would ultimately be demonstrated in his death. But it was often but it was also evident in the intimate friendship and confidentiality Jesus had developed with his disciples. You see, Jesus chose the disciples and appointed them to be his emissaries as they lived a life of mission for Jesus. They would bear lasting fruit. Fruit bearing in this context is connected closely with evangelism and answered prayer. You see, believers are to hold nothing back when they pray. On the one hand, their prayer should be for selfish, worldly desires. On the other hand, they should take all aspects of their lives to Jesus in prayers. You see, their prayers are guided by God's word in Christ's glory. And Jesus concluded this section as it began with the admonition to love each other. So now let's look at four things that we should glean from this short section in John chapter 15. <clears throat> so the first thing we should glean is that obedience produces a deeper relationship with Jesus. So what do we mean by that? So you see the Son wants us to enjoy the intimate kind of loving relationship that he enjoys with his Father. And so we see that in verses 9 through 10, which says, As the Father has loved me, so I love you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands, and remain in His love. That's the first thing. Obedience produces a deeper relationship with Jesus. The second thing is joy is, is in is joy is internal stability in spite of external circumstances because of the knowledge that God is in control and that it is a settled assurance and quiet confidence in God's sovereignty that results in the decision to praise Him. So that we see that in verse 11, which says, I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. So the third thing we see here is that biblical love is the decision to, to compassionately, righteously, responsibly, and sacrificially seek the well-being of others. So this means you can love people whom you may not necessarily like because love is not dependent wholly on your feelings. That's why Jesus can command you to love your enemies in Matthew 5, 44. So it's true that love may include feelings of affection and such feelings may develop over time, but it is not driven by them. Love is driven by sacrifice for the well 
well-being of others. And the greatest expression of love is to lay down one's life for friends. So that's the kind of love that Jesus modeled for us. And that's what we see in verses 12 through 13. He says, this, my command is this, loving each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for my, for one's friends. And so the fourth and final thing we see here is that a master doesn't reveal things to a servant, but a friend would reveal things to a friend. So that's what we see in verses 14 and 15, when he says, You are my friends, if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants, because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends, for everything that I learned from my father, I have made known to you. <clears throat> So finally, to wrap up our discussion of this first section of John chapter 15, I'm going to give, I'm going to leave you with these words. When the Bible refers to God's choice or his election or the election of people, it is a choosing for service, not for salvation. Jesus chose his disciples so that they could produce fruit that would be useful for his kingdom and to his kingdom and to reflect God's character. He didn't simply save them for heaven only. He appointed them to a mission on earth that, it, that would involve winning people to Christ and growing them in faith. And the same is true for every single one of us today who have chosen to follow Christ. Because we have all been appointed to the same mission that Christ's first disciples were appointed to. And we are to go out and accomplish that mission through the power of the Holy Spirit. Who Jesus has sent as he promised that he would. And we will pick up from here tomorrow as we move into the 